Los Angeles is known as the city of champions. They have a winning mindset in all sports. And today, we're going to talk to somebody who was brought up in Los Angeles, talk about the culture of sports, what it was like to go to games there, what it's like to be a fan in Los Angeles, California. And we'll also compare it to that of Boise, where he also lived and attended Boise State University. We get to talk about the culture of sports today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boost! This is the Game Time Guru Podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you, as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. Excited to be here with you guys today. Uh, wouldn't be here without the help of all the supporters of the show over the last four years. And I want to say a massive thank you to everybody who has supported the show, who has subscribed or who's shared the show with any of their friends and family, anybody who's been on the show. And of course, the sponsors of the show, 208 Printing, that is the title sponsor of the podcast. My guys over at 208 Printing, they've got me hooked up with my, my swag, my Guru Vision t-shirts, my hats, everything. So if you guys want any of those, feel free to hit me up. I can get you access to, to buying some of the swag. But if you guys yourselves want any swag to represent your brand or your business, just to be a walking billboard, basically, go to madeby208.com. Hit up my boys over at 208 Printing, and they'll get you squared away. Guys, today it's a special episode because I'm bringing on a good friend of mine to talk culture and sports. And he comes from a different location. He's in Southern yes. California, grown up there. It's going to be a fantastic discussion because he understands the culture in, in Southern California for sports compared to Boise. And that's what I've always wanted to do is kind of have a comparison. And uh, my man, Rashad Stribling, is on the show. Rashad, thanks so much for joining me. Man, thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a big, big blessing. I appreciate you bringing me on the show. And uh, for everybody that don't know, my name is Rashad Stribling. And um, I'm from Los Angeles, California. And uh, I love sports, man. I love sports. Yo, Rashad, tell us a little bit about um, how you're you're similar to me. We get, we're big sports fans. That's how we connected. That's why I love sports. Like we connected through some mutual connections, but we yes. do similar things. So talk yes. to me about the work you've been putting in and where we can find some of your work. Well, uh, so I have a, a podcast with me and my co-host, Abby. She's amazing. Um, it's called It's Bro Time. We're on all platforms. Um, I, I iTunes, uh, Spotify, Instagram. We have an Instagram page at it's bro time uh, at it's bro time, and we have our YouTube page. We're on Facebook, so a lot of my stuff that I do sports in the sports media side, you can find it on it's bro time. Uh, just subscribe, like us, uh, share us, and you know everything sports. We're talking about everything sports. It's fantastic listening to you, Rashad, and, and I'll tell the listeners here too. When when I was first introdu introduced to your show, first time I listened to it, um, I like it. Legitimately, is one of the most professional sounding shows. It's awesome the way that you guys converse. It's it's well put together. Uh, your co-host is phenomenal. You guys do a great job. So if you guys want some sports talk, especially getting away from the mainstream sports outlets, go check out it's Bro Time right. with Rashad. 
and Abby. It's fantastic. You guys do a great job. So we'll put some links here in the description as well so they can find you. I'll tag you in the post. Um, you guys got to go go check it out. Now, Rashad, you're from Southern California, okay? Yes. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about this because, uh, to my understanding, after having discussed some things with you, you grew up in the Los Angeles area, but you weren't always like a major, like, mm -hmm. let's say, Lakers fan or even, you know, you, you kind of mm -hmm. grew up in, in Los Angeles, but weren't necessarily a Lakers fan. Talk to us about your upbringing and kind of what uh, what the sports were like down there and why you weren't necessarily a Lakers fan, didn't embrace that at, at, at first. It's crazy. It was forced on me. Uh, you know, you, you and you and I know I, I'm from South L.A., South Central L.A., and um, grew up literally right around the corner uh, from USC. Uh, grew up born and raised in the West Adams District in, in South L.A. And SC, Lakers, uh, Clippers, uh, Raiders at the time, back in the day, that was like the – that was like the big deal in LA. And my family, they were diehard Raider fans, diehard Laker and uh diehard USC fans. And as a kid, Shane, I grew up going to Laker games, going to U uh Jackson and Raider games and at the Coliseum uh in the in the late eighties, early nineties. So it was so much fun at, at the time, but I didn't really understand sports and, and, you know, I was a kid. And when I finally started understanding uh, sports, I, I just, I never really gravitated to the Lakers because during that era, it was a Shaq Kobe era. So during that era, they were building and Phil Jackson was there and it was just uh, Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. And back in, and back in those days, we had also the Reggie Butcher, the Matt Liner, the Carson Palmer, you know, that, that, the Pete Carroll era had started in, in late 90s, early 2000s, and that was taking the entire city by storm because, Shane, for so long, SC and the Lakers, they were down. They were very down. I was going to Laker games where when we had Eddie Jones and oh, yeah. we, we had Nick Van Exel and we had and we had Vladi Diva. You know, I was going to Laker games back in those days, you know. So before the Shaq era had happened, and, and this was somewhat before Kobe. So, you know, during that time, the Lakers were struggling. And and they weren't the the gaudy franchise that they are now, you know. So in those days, man, it was just fun being a kid in L.A., being a sports fan in L.A., um, and, and just really taking in the moment, in a sense, and, and really understanding the culture, the sports culture uh, that Los Angeles had to offer. Man, it's crazy. Like just hearing those names too, Eddie Jones. I just remember NBA Jam, just uh, playing NBA Jam, and Eddie Jones, right. one of the guys <laughs> on there. Uh, so let's uh, let's take a look here. You tell us a little bit about what the game day experience was like. At, let's say a USC game um, uh -huh. or a Lakers game, for that matter. What was the game day experience like mm -hmm. for you back then? And, and tell us a little bit about that for those of us who are not in Los Angeles. Didn't right. grow up in that, especially here in the Treasure Valley, where we have a, a, a huge right. plate of listeners. Talk to us about game day experiences for you. Game day experience for me, uh, especially now, um, it, it's amazing. LA, the culture of Los Angeles in, in sports, it's a winning culture. It's a winning, it's a winning culture from from USC winning eleven national titles. We know that from that seven Heisman Trophy winners. We know the history. 
uh, the the OJ Simpsons, the the uh, Reggie Bushes, the uh, Marcus Allen. So that it, it's a rich and it's a it's a rich culture in Los Angeles, and it's it's the city of champions for a reason. It's called the city of champions for a reason, and from from before the Staples Center, from Inglewood being the city of champions, now the Staples Center, obviously, and just the the, the Lakers. We you we know this, Shane, because in LA, if you do not win championships, there's other things to do in Los Angeles. You can go to the beach. You can you can do other things and and not have to worry about sports. So game day atmosphere in Los Angeles is it's a family atmosphere. It's it's like for me, it's like it's like nothing I've ever seen before because LA has so much to offer, but there's so there's so many people that are diehard fans and they are very invested in their in their teams, like the Lakers, like USC, and, and so forth. So for me, I just enjoy game day atmospheres with the tailgating. We, I mean, we have everything everything the South has. You know, we have everything uh, the Midwest has. We tailgate, we barbecue. We, we we play certain games. It's just it's a family atmosphere, and not only that, we have the beach twenty minutes away as well. <laughs> you know, we have the luxury of that. You know, even after a game day, so it's just it's a fun environment, Shane. And it's honestly, it's a championship environment because that's what LA is built on. It's built on glitz and glamour and winning. Man. That is like, okay, so you're talking about City of Champions. And if you think about it for real, like USC had their glory days. They're still trying to rebuild for football for that matter, trying to yep. get back into the to the the dominance that they once had. Um, but you know, yep. you just had the Lakers who won, got the Dodgers. I mean, there are it's it's there's high expectations there, but that there's a reason people go there. It is a city of champions. Uh talk to me about like comparing a football game at USC compared to maybe when the, the Raiders were back there in the olden days compared to mm-hmm. the, the the Lakers or even a, a Dodgers game. I'm sure you've been to a multiple. What is the best atmosphere yeah. or are they all different for different reasons? They're, they're all different for different reasons. Obviously college with USC. Um, this is a USC town. This will always be a USC town. I don't, I don't care what UCLA does. This will always be a USC town. And um I mean the atmosphere going to USC games is 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 different from the the atmosphere going to Laker games and Dodger games. Me personally, though, Shane, my favorite atmosphere is Dodgers by far. It's just, it's just, it's 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 just so amazing and it's America's pastime. We we all know this. And Man, I used to go to Dodger games. I went to games more so when I was a kid than I go now. I only go like one or twice now, uh, one or two times now because I like to sit up close. I like to enjoy, uh, you know, enjoy enjoy the game as much as possible. And those tickets, we, you know, you and I can get very spendy. So uh, I only go about, I only go to about two a two a year. And sit up front, enjoy the atmosphere as much as possible but I used to go to them a lot as a kid and Dodger games are for me just just me they're they're dear uh dear to my heart because I, I went to Dodger games when tickets were like 
two dollars. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, back in the late '80s, early '90s. So, I, I enjoy that atmosphere more than anything. Tell me one thing about a Dodgers game that you really appreciate, though. Like you're at the game. What's one of the things that makes it unique for a sporting experience? Honestly, uh, obviously the famous Dodger dog. It's amazing. If you haven't tried it, you need to try it. You need to go to Dodger games and try it. And also, I love the ball toss. They just we we just we uh, we hit the ball at each and every. The, the ball just goes from every single uh, stance of the stadium. And it's it's amazing, and, and doing the wave, and it's just a family atmosphere, man. I, I can't I can't explain. You have to be there to really understand the the magic behind Dodger Stadium. Oh, man, it it sounds so cool to me because when I went, it, one of the things I I remember Rashad is last year I, I had the experience to go to my first NHL game. Um, and that was in Arizona. I just randomly went there because right. I was at a, at a football game. I decided we'd hit up a hockey game while we were there because we wanted to see a hockey game to see what it was like. And what I was ex- what I was like um, super in- impressed by at the NHL game was the fan interaction. They were you know, they were keeping the fans engaged. So when you're talking right there about uh, the Dodgers for baseball, it sounds like they're keeping the fans engaged, keeping you excited because oh. one of the the main like critiques, I guess, if you will, or complaints for baseball is just how long it is. So the games are long. It's hard to keep everybody engaged for a long period of time, especially little kids. Um, but it sounds like they they do a good job at keeping everyone engaged. And obviously if there's a good product on the field, it makes it even that much better. You know what I mean? Cause you're actually excited right. to watch them and, and they're good, right. yes. dude. So here's the thing. It, it sounds yeah. like Sports are part of like your upbringing, kind of when you're when you're in that Los Angeles area, like when you've got sports teams on all different sports, like you've got professional, collegiate, on all different sports. You came to right. Boise and you said 2008. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Let's talk. Let Let's talk about your experience here because I'm a Boise guy. I've been. I was born and raised in the Treasure Valley. I'm a Boise State alum. Right. Um, I used to have season tickets for Boise State. We've traveled to many games for Boise State. I went to the, you know, the first Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma. Um, I was at right. the, I was in Washington, D.C. against Virginia Tech. I was in Georgia in 2011. I've been to the Fiesta Bowl again for yeah. Arizona. Many, many of the Reno games, I was there when Kyle Brotsman missed the field goal. Uh, I mean, we, we used to travel wow. a lot. I'm a big Boise State guy, right? But... Right. I'm also an Ohio State guy, and people don't, they always get it twisted. They're like, why, how did that even happen? But I'm a huge Buckeyes fan, like massive, massive Buckeyes fan. And I only knew Boise State football growing up, Rashad. That's all I knew was Boise State. Like, I thought it was the biggest thing. I thought we were this crazy good, like Bronco Nation. We had the culture and this and that. And then all of a sudden, when I started traveling to these other games, like Washington, D.C., to see them play Virginia Tech, and I started to see the culture with Virginia Tech, and then I saw Georgia with their culture. And then when I went to Ohio state to watch them play Oklahoma and I was in Columbus and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so much different than what I'm used to at Boise. Like this is a, this is a level that I've never even like been able to believe we could experience in Boise. So to me, it kind of actually, to be honest, I didn't get season tickets ever again after that season for Boise state, because I kind of, it kind of like crushed me because the very next week after Ohio state, Oklahoma, I came back and I watched Boise State play Troy on the home field. And we had season tickets that year still. And I was like, this is like not exciting anymore. And it, it just kind of ruined things for me. But I'm trying to be more appreciative of what we do have in Boise. So that's kind of my backstory right. of like how I started seeing different cultures and and experiencing different things. 
I'm curious your thoughts growing up in Los Angeles and then coming here to Boise and uh-huh. kind of experiencing Boise State sports. What are your thoughts about Boise State athletics, specifically Boise State football? Because that seems to be our bread and butter here in the Treasure Valley. Right. Honestly, you guys have and you guys have your own mystique. I want to say that you guys have your own mystique, the blue field, the blue uniforms, Boise State, the blue people are you like Boise State is known around the country for that. You know, like like it used to be the little engine that could. Now it's the no, we're we're legit. You know, Boise State is among the top conferences in the teams in the country year in and year. Not as, not as of late, but the last 10 years, Boise State, outside of Ohio State, they're one of the winningest programs in, in college football history. So that that's what Boise is known for. And when I moved to Boise in 2008, um, glad I did. That was the best decision of my life because – being born and raised in LA, LA, you and I know this, it's a fast-paced city. I mean, one of the biggest cities in the country. It, it constantly it's everything is you know, you're on the go. Go, 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 go. And being a sports fan in LA is fun, but we're also spoiled. Let's be honest. We are also spoiled because of the championship organizations and programs that we cheer for that's embedded in us from the time we're kids so we're also in in a sense we are spoiled so when you go to these i went to boise state and i got to kind of see a different life a different way of life i appreciated it more than anything also it let me understand that you know what I wasn't a major Laker fan, a major USC fan growing up. But when I went to Idaho, it made me appreciate being from L.A. It made me appreciate, you know, embracing the Lakers and embracing USC and that tradition because I was going to games as a kid. So and and I kind of just realized, like, you know what? Uh, Yeah, I love that. I love where I come from. But I also have an appreciation for the culture of Boise and, and the culture of Boise State. And that's why I went there. I'm so glad I did and graduated from Boise State in 2015. I was an older student, a little bit of an older student, but I, I just, it, it was the best time of my life uh, growing, you know, gr- pretty much growing into a man in Boise and, and graduating from Boise State. Totally, man. And, and for all the listeners out there, Rashad and I have a similar story there. Like I also graduated late, if you will. I was uh, 28 years old when I graduated college. So him and I kind of took similar routes in that regard to finish up our schooling, which is kind of cool and unique. And that's what I love about it. Um, talk to me then, Rashad. Like, mm-hmm. I, I Well, first thing, I want to touch base on this. You mentioned some stuff about like us. I, I took notes. We have our own like mystique, essentially. We're kind of unique. Um, that unique. does lead me to it, it leads me to a, a, a memory. Um, I was at a game uh, when we we had season tickets, my friend and I, for seven seasons. We sat in the south end zone. Even when I was a student there, I I always had my season tickets. I never sat in the student section. Um, So we were sitting in the south end zone, and these um, students from Penn State University who happened to be in Boise for a chiropractor's conference, they were going to chiropractic school at Penn State, they um, decided to come to the game. There was four of them. They wanted to come experience a Boise State game. And I was asking them questions because at that time, Saquon Barkley was a freshman. Um, at Penn State, 
And we were discussing, and he had a pretty cool, a pretty good freshman year. Like he was starting to come to, and people started to know him. And so their, their program is becoming known again. And I was talking to them about it because everybody knows Penn state, like, you know, a hundred plus thousand people wide outs, their stadium's nuts. We've got a 36,000 seat stadium that we can't even fill um, consistently, which I find ridiculous. But I asked the guys behind me and I said, dude, what, what's, the, what's this experience like for you guys? What is this? And he goes, one of the guys goes, man, you guys got to take this. Don't take it for granted. He goes, it's small, but it has like a, a larger high school feel to it that's personalized. And so that's one thing I always remember mm-hmm. from that. While I might be critical of our fan base at Boise, um, me, be, I'm a fan, but I am critical of our fan base sometimes. I do have to remember right. what he said. Like we are unique and don't take it for granted because it is personalized. You know, all those other atmospheres are fantastic for their, their own reasons as well. Um, but I mean, the school itself doesn't have the budget that other schools have. And so they make what they can out of it. And it is pretty, uh, pretty good. And he did tell me something. He goes, and to be honest, guys, it's pretty loud in here for, you know, 30,000 people. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool to hear it from a Penn state student. Um, so that's just, that's a memory that just, you, you, you jarred by talking about that for a second. Right. Um, okay. Right. Shay, Shay, you know what, you know what, not to cut you off. I almost look at it as almost look at it as you and I know I'm a pack fan and I almost look at it as being a Boise State fan is something similar to the Packers in the NFL. It's a small market, small town. It's a blue collar town. And the 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 Packers in Green Bay, Wisconsin are their everything. So Boise State and Idaho, they're everything to that community. And they do what they can with what they have. You know what I'm saying? With, with what they're with, with what they're offered. So for me Looking at Boise State and the success they've had over the number of years, you got to credit that not only to the coaches, the coaching staff, but the, not only to the program, but to the school as a whole and to that community as a whole in Boise because they've they've had an incredible decade plus of winning and winning championships uh, within within that uh, institution, and my hats off to them. And, I, and I'm still happy to be a Boise State Bronco. And I, like I said, I did graduate from there in 2015. So I do have that soft spot, uh, you know, with Boise State. And it's like a second home to me. So um, kudos to, to to what they've accomplished over the last few years. For sure, for sure. We've got to give them credit where it's due. I mean, the fact, and they haven't been a Division One program for that long. I mean, mid-90s. And so right. it's kind of cool to see. I think people, including myself, we get frustrated we too were spoiled during the kellen moore era especially because everyone was used to winning all all the time and and that's just unfortunately not always the reality of of sports uh there's going to be job changes there's going to be recruits that need to come through you're competing with other universities um and college athletics is extremely difficult to stay on top because of recruiting um so anywho it's it's crazy so I have a question that also came up when you were talking, uh, ticket prices. This is a, this is a topic that I wanted to bring up anyways. I've, I've kind of, uh, always had this on my mind since I went to some of the bigger games, for example, Ohio mm-hmm. state and Oklahoma Rashad was $190 face value. That was before it hit the third party markets, like, you know, vivid seats and StubHub and all that stuff. Right. So that was $190 face value. That's that's face value for the tickets. 109,000 people at that stadium sold out, okay, in less than an hour, okay, for that game. So that's that's how much those cost. So $190 per ticket. Um, that's what I ended up paying for mine. 
uh, for my wife and I to go. But then I went to the Nebraska-Ohio State game in Lincoln last year to go experience the culture there. I had to buy those off of a third-party market. It ended up being in the mid-200s per ticket. So like you were talking about the Dodgers games, they can get spendy sometimes. Like these, these games mm-hmm. can get spendy. Oh, what area? So, so one thing I hear about, um, you know, I was doing some comparisons, right? I was like, Columbus, Ohio, the median income is actually lower than it is here in the Treasure Valley of Boise. Like it's a, a if anybody has never been to Ohio, it's not like this ritzy, you know, area by any means. Uh, Columbus, Ohio is pretty industrial, right. uh, blue collar location. Um, it's, it's not a, like some of the parts in Columbus, we ended up locking our windows when we were driving through just to be 100%. So it's not the, the, the ritziest of location. <laughs> Um, so when we came to back to Boise, one of the, the things that we always talk about is you hear fans talking about the ticket prices. I mean, they're 40, 50 bucks and they can't bring their families because it gets expensive. And, and when I had mm-hmm. a different perspective on things, I'm like 40, 50 bucks though. Like I see that if you're going to multiple games, that can be like, you know, upwards of 200 bucks a week sometimes. And I can see that being hard if you're bringing your whole family, but what are your thoughts on that? Having been to Dodgers games and other professional and, and larger collegiate sports games, um, what are they like in comparison to Boise State's ticket prices? <laughs> they're, they're a lot. They're, they are a lot. These And that's why. But see, for me, Shane, like for me, I like to go to games and sit very close. I buy the most expensive tickets possible. Because if I'm only going to a game once or twice a year, I'm going to go to a game. I always say that. I always say that. If you're going to go to a game, go to a game. Like, really go to a game and get the and, and really get the full experience. Sit as close as you possibly can and enjoy that atmosphere and enjoy that game. I don't – for me personally, I don't understand why people – sit in the nosebleeds and they go to these certain games and not I, I'm not knocking it. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't get it. I'm not knocking that, but I'm just saying if you're going to enjoy the experience of a game, truly enjoy that experience and pay that money. Cause especially if you're only going once or twice a year and then, you know, cough up, cough off the money and, and really enjoy that experience. So it, the, the tickets can get pricey in comparison to Boise. And uh, we know Boise is a small market. So being in L.A., the tickets can get very spendy. And the Dodgers went up uh, on their ticket prices, I think, about I think last year, the year before in 2019. So and now that they just won the World Series, I'm, I'm so happy. I got to witness that for the first time ever. Uh, now that they won the World Series, I'm sure ticket prices are going to skyrocket even more. So it's just the name of the game. And with winning and more success, you have to, you know, come higher prices. I, I, I look, that's how I look at it. Totally understand that piece of it. Um, you're in Los Angeles. Dodgers win it. Lakers win it this year. Right. I want your thoughts on this. I mean, obviously it was, it's exciting because you finally, you got the, the championships bat brought back to the Lakers championship finally in LA for the Dodgers. They've the Dodgers were like the Buffalo bills of baseball. They kept making oh, it. Close, could, couldn't get through, big time. Make it. but how, what's the, what's the, like, I guess because we're in an unprecedented year where we haven't had this experience before mm-hmm. sports were different. The world is different as we speak. It's super, yep. super different. Um, but what, what have you guys been able to do to celebrate? Because there weren't any parades allowed, especially in California, even with limited people. Like, it was just super yeah. strange. So I'm curious how you guys have been able to celebrate. What's the, what's the I guess, the feel and uh, the atmosphere in Los Angeles 
now with all the, uh, the victories you guys have had, the championships you've had in this last year? It's a, it's a championship mindset. It's a championship feeling. It's um, unfortunate we hadn't had to do the parade. Like you said, we, we, we can't because of COVID. We're still in a pandemic. But we were able to celebrate at bars when bars were open. They were outside. We had outside seating at the be six feet apart and wear your mask and stuff. So we were still able to celebrate. And honestly, ultimately, we were able to celebrate with each other and our in our families. Most important, we were able to celebrate with our families. And, and I think the Lakers organizations, the Dodgers organizations, those two organizations, than any organization in California, those are very family type of organizations obviously just look at the bus family they own the lake the lakers so it's just and and, and just the dodgers that community so we were able to celebrate as a community it was it was crazy at times when they did on the days they, they did win the championships uh but we still have fun we enjoyed ourselves and hopefully i'm hoping sometime this year we can beat this pandemic and finally celebrate together uh, in a parade setting and, and and enjoy our championships in Los Angeles. Oh man. I can only imagine how epic it will be. I mean, LeBron wants one. Um, obviously the Dodgers want to do their thing. And so I can only right. imagine how, how crazy it's going to be over there. You're talking about a winning mindset. You've, you've mentioned it a couple of times, Rashad. Uh, this is one thing I've learned in the last two years, especially um, covering Ohio state mm -hmm. football for their shows. And just being part of their entire culture on on Twitter and so forth, there's an expectation that is different um, for them oh, that yes. I've noticed. I mean, it's like they hold themselves to a higher standard. Case in point, um, currently at the time of this recording, this is prior to the national championship of the college football playoff. Right. They're set to play Alabama. Um, it's been a weird season for college football. Everybody knows that. I mean, Ohio State had half a season plus games got canceled due to COVID. They played, they've played their last three games with 20, 20 people out, like against Clemson, 16 guys out, against Northwestern, 22. Uh, I mean, they've been playing with – and then there's rumors that they've, they're missing some of their starters on the defensive line going against Alabama. So the thing is, though, what's wow. crazy is you'd think that, like, okay, there's a ton of excuses, this and that. Like, Ohio State fans would be like, well, whatever. They still mm -hmm. go in there expecting to win every single week. All the, all the fans that I'm talking to on a weekly basis – they expect to win. They say, okay, next man up, next man up. We've got five-star athletes across the board. We're not even supposed to be here. Let's go. Let's win. Let's do what we can. Like Alabama's obviously a powerhouse. We'll see what happens at the time of this recording. They haven't played yet. Maybe it's going to be a bad news bear situation, but my point is, they expect to win. <laughs> they expect to win. And you're talking about this winning mindset. It's a difference in culture. You like you guys expect championships. Talk to me about the down years, yeah. though. When you, when you guys don't win, um, I mean, the Lakers took a while. Dodgers obviously took a while. USC has been trying to figure themselves out for a while. What is that like? Is there a ton of frustration at the games? Is there a ton of frustration amongst fans? Um, or do you guys kind of stay the course? It, it, it is. It's a ton of frustration because one thing you can't do, you can't fool Los Angeles fans at all. We know our sports. We know what championships look like. We know what a championship mindset looks like, and we know what a championship team looks like. So frustrating since the post Pete Carroll era for USC. It's been very frustrating. Um, the the light within the last decade, I would say, was the Rose Bowl in 2017. I was at that game. 
one of the most amazing games I have ever been to. And I'm just hoping we can kind of get that back. And I don't know if Clay Helton's the right uh, for that. Uh, it's just been unfortunate these last few years uh, uh, just seeing USC struggle and constantly struggle and constantly struggle. So it is frustrating. And with the Lakers, we knew when LeBron stepped foot in Los Angeles and in that organization, we knew something was different. And we knew the minute he he uh, ch- the minute we traded for AD, we knew a championship was coming. It's just that's that's how LeBron is built, and people unfortunately might not give him his his just due, and they might not give him his roses while he's here. But when he leaves the game of basketball, we will we will remember LeBron, we will cherish LeBron. And we will respect Le- for what he did. So, so uh, I have the utmost respect for LeBron and what he's done. I always say this about LeBron. I'm a LeBron fan off the court, more so than I'm a LeBron fan on the court. As a Lakers fan, he frustrates me at times on the court. But I appreciate the player. And I appreciate what he's done. And for the Dodgers, in how many, 30-some-odd years since 1988? You know, I, I, I was two when they won the World Series, Shane. So now that I, 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 it was just a blessing to just be a part of that in my adult life to finally witness my Dodgers winning a pennant, winning a World Series and, and, and holding that trophy up. Finally, after years and years, like you, like you mentioned, the Buffalo Bills, we were literally the Buffalo Bills of baseball at one point. <laughs> man i i'm somewhat jealous too uh i'm a cowboys fan i'm a utah jazz fan and i always make a joke right. about i i live to lose um i mean that just sucks I, and i don't know what i'm gonna do so I'm, I'm somewhat jealous i'm living vicariously through you and all the other fans because i don't know what i'll do if the cowboys were to ever win a super bowl in my existence as i'm oh, older man. last time they won a super bowl i was in the second grade and i remember it happening i was excited about it as a kid but I didn't fully understand it. I wasn't as invested as I am now. Right. And uh, the Jazz, yeah. for crying out loud, if they ever found a way to win, I would be ecstatic. So I don't even know. Like, I don't know if I'd cry <laughs> if I just stopped watching sports after that. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'd do. Right. I think it's I think it's awesome, Rashad. I I do want to know one thing, too, before we, we close it out, because it's just been a fun conversation, getting to know a little bit more about yourself mm-hmm. and, the, and the culture. But in 2020, it was one year ago this month, the year started off pretty crappy and this is before the pandemic. This is because due to the death of Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. Um, the famous Laker, obviously an amazing individual, especially in the sports world hall of fame basketball player will always be remembered for what he did on and off the court. He was, he's actually an amazing individual and it hit the world hard. And, and what's crazy for me is I was never a Kobe fan. I, I was a jazz fan. So Kobe crushed us. I didn't like him as a player. I got, I mean, I respect him for what he was, but I never really, I never really like loved on Kobe because I was always rooting for, you know, my right. jazz. But when he passed right. away, seeing the impact that Kobe Bryant's passing had, and it was an, it was an unexpected passing, obviously. So it was super sudden when he passed away, the impact he had worldwide opened my eyes to so many Mm -hmm. things about how amazing of an individual he was and how much one person can have, like how much influence one person can have. Then I saw the people in Los Angeles, you know, joining around the memorial, like kind of standing by the, the the Staples center and doing their thing. And 
I want to know from someone who lives in Los Angeles what the death of Kobe Bryant was like and how that impacted you. It, it's, it didn't really hit me until I was watching a segment on ESPN, get her name. She was talking about being a girl dad. And she, she was telling her story about Kobe Bryant, ESPN. And the minute she told that story, I literally broke down in tears. Because of what Kobe meant to Los Angeles, not only myself, and I can and and let me put this out here right now. LA has had two horrific deaths to two superstar individuals that were the pillars of Los Angeles. And that's the late great Nipsey Hustle two years ago, and last year, Kobe Bryant. And for LA to endure those two, two, two losses, two huge losses to the city, it, it, it literally destroyed the city. And you could just, and you could feel it in the air. It was just like sadness in Los Angeles and, and, and South LA. And it, it's just, we, we, you know, people talk about 2020 and people talk about, you know, 2021 now and, and the things we've endured as people this past year, but I would say we LA has been endurance the last two years. And we found the way to maneuver the best way we can. And if you if you like Shane, hopefully you can come to my city soon. Hopefully you when things are you know a okay again, you can come to my city. I can show you around. But around uh Los Angeles as a whole, there's murals of COVID. Gina, see Hustle all over Los Angeles. And it just shows you what they meant to the community, to the sports community. Not only that, what they mean to the world. And I just, it, it, it's, it's, it's not something you just, you, you, get, you get over. You just learn to deal with it, if that makes sense. You just learn to deal with it. And, and you just appreciate what, he did for you as a sports fan and uh, what he did for you as a person. And you try to replicate that as much as you possibly can in your everyday life. You try to touch people the same way he would that he touched people and, and, and carry that each and every day. 100% man. It's, it's, it's still sad for me to talk about when I start talking about it and I hear stories like just like what you're talking about, just going in detail, like murals all across the, the city. It's, it's kind of hard to, to fathom, but that's what I've seen. Um, that's why it's good to hear from somebody who's actually in the thick of things over there that lives there. But mm -hmm. it is, it's crazy to see the, the impact one person can have. And obviously in Los Angeles, he was there for his whole career and he made his life there right. and he had a major impact. What people don't realize, and that's the whole point of my show is that sports, they're more than just dumb jocks. Right, they're more than just dumb jocks. Kobe Bryant was more than just an athlete. He had a major impact on a lot of people. Mm -hmm. they, they weren't all athletes that he had an impact on. A lot of individuals wanted right. to be more competitive. They learned a competitive drive through him. Uh, they learned how to work hard. They just all the different things that they learned through Kobe. They learned how to root for somebody. They wanted to root for him. Or yeah. you want, if you were like me, you wanted to root against him because he was so good. Because he right. was a master of his craft. That's why right. I love <laughs> athletes and, and and superior athletes for that matter. The ones who put in the work. And it's crazy. It's just, it's crazy. It's su it's still surreal that he's gone. Um, but now that's coming up on a year, but, uh, yeah, yeah. it's, um, 
the I think you explained it best, Rashad, is you, you just kind of have to like appreciate what he left for us and then live your life in the best way possible to kind of honor that in a sense. Oh man, Rashad, tell us what your expectations are as we close the, the episode out today for your Los Angeles Lakers for this season in 2021. It's still a weird season. There's no fans currently. But what do you expect from the Lakers this season? Do you expect them to win another championship? And if so, who's their biggest competition? Uh, I do. I expect us to go back to back. And just we're more athletic now, uh, especially at the perimeter. Uh, we have more score now, which is great. With the, the, the Montrez, the addition with Montrez Harrell was huge for our locker room uh, to get a physical presence like that. And I, I think we I think we do go back to back. And the only I think the biggest competition outside the Nets, uh, because KD is on a terror this year. <laughs> I mean, he's looking like an MVP candidate already. And but outside that, outside of that, the West, I, I would probably or I would probably say Dallas, honestly, Dallas. I'm not I'm still not buying the Clippers, man. I'm not. I'm not buying the Clippers until I see it. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, sorry, Clipper fans. But tell tell me about the Clippers though. But I was uh, shoot before we wrap this up. I got to ask you, the Clippers <laughs> living in Los Angeles. What is the split like? Can you be both? Can you be a fan of both, or is it split hard down the middle? Is it on one side of the tracks you're Clippers fans, on the other side you're not? Like how does it work there? Because I've never fully understood that, especially when both split. teams were good. Right. It's split. It's split. It's split into you can't be you can't be part of both because one is a championship mindset and the other one is just trying to trying to get there. They're trying. They're, they're the little, little engine that could. They're trying. They're trying. The difference is, Shane, they haven't done anything. <laughs> Shane, they haven't done absolutely nothing. I, I had a friend of mine ask me on another podcast of mine, uh, another podcast called Stay Tuned. He asked me, like, Rashad, well, does the Clippers get a pass? Does the Clippers get a pass for having a lackluster year last year? I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, not not, not at all. Because they came in, Shane, with the most hype out of anybody in the, in the NBA. And the fact that Kawhi waited so late to sign with the Clippers and let the Lakers know he was going elsewhere because he wanted to Triple the Lakers, the fact that the Lakers won the title this past year, the fact that we won the title, it's just, it feels just that much more, it's just, it's just that much more gratifying because it lets the Clippers know you are little brother, just like UCLA, you are little brother and you will always be little brother. And shout out to, to my Dodgers and shout out to uh, the angels because you will always be little brother to my dodgers as well so so that's what it is in la it is split it, we are champions in la we are not uh, on the other side they're trying to be they're, they're, just, they're trying to be champions so that's that's just what it is oh dude i absolutely love it man it, that got me laughing a little bit dude that's that's freaking awesome in los angeles it just means more is that how the sec says it, it just means more or something like that in los angeles oh, yeah yeah it, it just means, means more in the sec it, right. it means it, more in los, in los angeles, angeles. It means more. yeah right <laughs> i dig it i dig it 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, this is Rashad Stribling. Make sure to go check out his podcast. It's bro time. I'll put the, the links here for his social pages as well as his podcast so you guys can go check it out. Rashad, before we bounce out, is there any final words you want to say uh, before we sign off? Uh, I want to say thank you for having me, Shane. You're doing an amazing job. Uh, much love always, man. And, uh, yes, go check out It's Bro Time. Also, go check out Stay Tuned. It's another podcast I'm a part of. Stay tuned. They're on all platforms as well. Uh, we got more heat coming for you guys each and every Tuesday for Stay Tuned, each and every Monday for It's Bro Time, and Go Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I can't endorse that. No, I'm just joking. Appreciate you guys <laughs> tuning in. Make sure if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Share it with your friends and family. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and we'll be coming to you next week with another one every single Friday. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.